Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright with DBIA in Washington, and I'm so excited to give our listeners this first peek at new national design build market research. It's been years since the industry has seen a comprehensive look at design build across all sectors and regions. Today, Paul Trombetis, with one of our industry's most widely respected analysts, FMI Corporation, will lay out his findings and what they mean for design builders. Welcome to Design Build Delivers, and joining us today is Paul Trombetis with FMI Corporation. Paul has been working long and hard on long-awaited design build research. So we're going to work through some of it. We couldn't get possibly get through all of it in one podcast, but we're going to at least get some high notes, and then we're going to have the full release for everyone to see soon. So Paul, thanks so much for taking some time to go through this, because this is a lot of material. Absolutely. I'm certainly happy to to be speaking with you all and I look forward to our conversation. You know, it, it really, the industry is just desperate for confirmation of what I think most practitioners and owners know instinctively and that design build is rapidly growing across a lot of different market sectors, but we've not really had in a good long time real data to point to. So let's just start at the beginning. What was your goal when you started off with this research? What were you trying to find out? So when we started the research, what we were we were looking to find out was, you know, what was the actual volume of construction that was going towards not only just alternative delivery methods, but uh, design build specifically. So, you know, upon our, our beginning of the research, we really wanted to determine by segment. I mean, we looked at the non-residential market segment, which includes you know commercial, institutional, and manufacturing, and, and several others. And then we looked at the infrastructure side, so transportation, water, wastewater, and we wanted to talk to owners, uh, market participants, what they what they were seeing in the market, how frequently they were being involved on design-build projects, uh, to really get a good feeling of where the market has come from, where it's going, and really the true volume of spending. I think, you know, we, we get a lot of uh, uh, questions from our clients about, you know, what what about design-build? Where is it occurring? What's happening? So the, the statement around, you know, having a more specific and, and pointed direction of where this market is going is something that uh, across the board people are interested in and want to know. So we wanted to be able to provide that information and really share that with the marketplace. And your data, I mean, you it goes it goes pretty deep. I mean, you've talked you talk to a lot of people. You've got a lot of um, um, modeling that you do, um, a lot of data that you have in, in other places that you use. Give me an idea of how, how do you get, where does all this information come from? Certainly. So, you know, the the way our methodology works is for the construction spending, we start with our our market model that we have um, in, from a, what we call construction put in place. So we look at the total value of non-residential, highway, street, water, wastewater, transportation, what construction is in those segments historically. And then using a uh, our model that we've developed over the 60 years that the, the company has been in business to 
put estimates and projections out through the next four to five years on where spending is occurring. So we have a base model that we use. It's really an econometric model that analyzes trends, really predicts shifts in construction spending, and we use various demographics and economic drivers to adjust the spending um, to really align with what's also occurring in the market. So we start with the base model, then we go down to a project level. We look at where the projects are occurring, what the likelihood of them to move forward is, and, and we pair that, and then we speak to participants in the market. So owners, engineers, contractors, what they're seeing to really get a localized feeling of of how it, the numbers that we're generating in our model uh, are in reality for those people that are on the ground living it every day. So and we, we definitely have a, want to focus on that because I got to tell you, some of the comments that you got, I thought were really insightful. I mean, you know, there, there are things that you know that we're hearing, but you don't necessarily see, you know, uh, in a report, which is nice to see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, some of the comments just, uh, I love the, the comments around uh, the use of design build, um, particularly on the transportation side. There's several DOTs that are using it to uh, in a, a really significant uh, percentage of their programs. So the volume of, of construction dollars going out, uh, 75% of uh, one DOT, 50% of another DOT. It's just a tremendous uh, volume that, that we've seen in in recent really in the past few years and going forward it's just as you know legislation's being put in place more frequently there's experience that's getting you know, generated from owners and contractors and it's not only for these large 500 million dollar plus projects it's down to 50 million down to 25 million so across the board you see it really the the proliferation of design build is just it's amazing. Well, let's do that. Let's then start at what we would consider, um, what would you say are our leads? Um, I, I have some ideas, but what would you say if you were, if you were having that brief conversation with someone says, well, what is this, what is this survey all about? What, what do you think are the, what's, what's our big news here? So the big news, if you look at just taking ENR, you look at the contractors who report their revenue, the top 100 builders, design build revenue. From 2012 to 2016, that revenue has increased 33%. If you look at the spending on in design build from 2000, our, our estimates from 2018 to 2021, it's increasing 18%. So there's growth just in general across the board with the use of design build and as that experience grows with with owners with contractors uh, it, it's just the ability to deliver projects in a expedited fashion the ability to deliver more innovative solutions and uh, reduce costs because of that i mean there's just so many benefits that are being brought to the table because of this new collaborative environment that's uh, employed with design build that it's pushing it just to new to new heights and when i look at the percentage of um the total amount of constructions that's going design build right now i i'm almost starting to feel like uh we may not be alternative too much longer we're nearly half what where did we end up on the overall percentage 
Absolutely. So one of the great comments that we heard was, we don't see design build as an alternative. It's just how we deliver projects in our construction program overall. And so we looked at over the, the course of 2013 to 2021, and we see, so from going to uh, the 30s early in, you know, from 2000 to up to 44% moving forward that we see 44% of construction moving towards design build, which is, you know, you think of the, that volume of construction is, uh, is fantastic and, and shows a lot and a lot can be attributed to the, the movement from DBIA and really educating the marketplace of the benefits associated with the method. I mean, we were talking about, um, potentially, I think, even a 17, 18% growth during that period. That That is remarkable, the period that you were looking at going forward. It, it's, it certainly is. A 17 to 18% growth and 44% of the volume really just very, very optim, optimistic, but it's very strong and positive growth that we're seeing and, and feeling from, you know, the participants in the market it's just uh it's it's very it's it's impressive that the market is just doing so well and design build is really a big part of that and we're seeing a good i mean there's a good cross section among sectors too i mean it's not um you know just in transportation although as you mentioned that certainly has always been um a very strong sector for design build um you actually saw saw some significant increases in in sectors that might surprise some people Certainly, I think in the non-residential sector, um, we we saw uh, a, we see a, a good percentage of, of that work on design build, and it's it's interesting in that the process of design build is almost ingrained in the pursuit of non uh, non-residential construction projects. Really, on the, com- the commercial side, the office side, you look at the the big builders; they use the design build process really as the collaborative environment and really getting the value and quality out of the team in pursuing the project. And they may not really even associate the fact that that's the design-build process, but it's used so frequently during during those projects that it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost funny. It's all over, and people don't talk about it nearly as much as uh, you would think because it's just so ingrained and people use it at such a frequent um, time. It's, it's really interesting. And we're, and we're looking potentially at um, also a, a fairly significant growth potential in education, which I think is interesting too. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is definitely, you talk about speed to market is one of the top benefits of design build. And you think about projects for universities and they need to be delivered over short, even, you know, K through 12 education, these projects need to be delivered in, in really an expedited timeline when students aren't in, in session and to, to um, eliminate any issues of messing up the, the, the school year. So you think about design build top benefit being expedited schedule, the need for on the education owner side is, you know, projects to be delivered quickly and, owners are seeing that as the benefit and using it more and going towards uh, design building. You take a look at uh, an example 
in Washington State. The universities there are using it on the majority of their programs and even going towards progressive design builds on, on their projects. So you really see it uh, growing, certainly, in the education uh, market specifically. Well, and it's funny you mentioned you know, specifically that whole trying to get it out in summer before the kids come back. I mean, our project of the year was exactly that story, the University of California, Irvine. Humongous, just a huge project for a residential facility. You can't even call it a dorm. I mean, this, this, is, this is a soup-to-nuts community type. It's got the, the large dining rooms and the reading areas and the study group. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful facility. But they were, you know, the same thing. They were racing to get started by a beginning of a school year, um, and then they ended up, getting a bunch of value for that building that they didn't even anticipate preparing to accommodate more students than they thought they ever needed, which lo and behold, guess what? They ended up needing them. So, you know, it's your classic case of exactly what you described. Absolutely. And I think the stories of those successes have really uh, been communicated across the market, especially in the education as as owners are are talking about and and getting together and and hearing these stories. And it really becomes a top of mind, um, uh, delivery method and ability to deliver their projects in that expedited manner. Now, you mentioned Washington State, too. Um, I think the Pacific region, we had several regions that were looking at potential growth, um, and Pacific was among those as well. Oh, absolutely. You, you look at the Pacific region, um, California, uh, Oregon, uh, and, and Washington. Washington and California in specific, they are just... Um, very strong in the use of design build. Um, the DOTs in, in the DOT in Washington is um, the universities. You look at California; they have a very strong uh, design build presence along the the local agencies. Your self help counties. There's with you know some of the biggest projects in California right now are all design build or, or P3. You take the LAX all the projects that are going on there, $14 billion program, moving mostly design build. You have the I-10, the I-15, the I-405 design build projects. Um, and then you look at uh, San Francisco, the airport. I mean, they are the pinnacle of what, uh, how to deliver projects with design build. It's, it just continues to, uh, to grow, and that's that region. Were there other regions um, that were looked like they were potentially going to be seeing some growth in this survey period? Oh, absolutely. There's all of them across the board. You, you see, <laughs> well, that's good news, <laughs> you right? Know, it's, yeah, it's all of them are, are, are showing certainly showing growth. But in particular, you Pacific, as we as we mentioned, and and then the mountain mountain region. So you have Colorado and Utah, both very strong in design build, and then um, move. The, the South Atlantic, so looking at Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia. If you talk about some states on the East Coast that really you see a lot of design-build projects, not only on the transportation side, but just in general. I mean, Florida and Virginia and North Carolina in particular, very strong uh, in their use of uh, design-build we talked about it briefly, the, you know, what's driving this um, and, and what the folks that you talk to um, as far as speed of delivery and other things. And it also, I thought was interesting, you found um, the satisfaction levels for design build are, are pretty impressive. 
Oh, absolutely. So when we looked at just discussing what were some of the drivers, so you look at what is driving the owners to, to use design build. Obviously, we, we identified uh, several being delivery schedule, uh, the ability to meet their specific goals and objectives, uh, the project complexity, innovation. But you look at the satisfaction, they found that it's been a good experience. It reduces their risks, and, and the issues can be defined to the, the design build team. They, um, you have really the ability to you know, have input to a certain point, but allowing the design build contractor to bring that expertise and, and knowledge base from all the various projects they've participated on in, in defining a new, really unique design to push their projects forward. So it kind of brings in a culmination of a, a, a number of different uh, aspects that really delivers the most value for owners. And I, with that, they've had great experience. And not only are they getting their projects on a, a, a timely schedule, but you know they're getting a, a quality project at, at the schedule they're looking for. So if design build is going to be seeing this level of growth, does it necessarily translate that means we'll be seeing less design bid build? So uh, you, we definitely see less, uh, less design bid build, uh, especially as agencies and owners alike really go towards alternative delivery methods. Um, definitely the volume of bid build will, will be smaller than it has been or less than it has been in the past. Let's talk, we mentioned, we talked about transportation just briefly. Give me, um, you know, what's the high level view of transportation that you found when you went, worked all this, um, crunched all these numbers and looked at what everybody was telling you for transportation? So on the transportation side, you see there's a number of projects are continuing to be larger, they're more complex. They're requiring just a new level of approach and the ability to address this complexity. And at the same time, you have this, uh, the labor force and the, the experienced individuals to deliver programs within, you know, different agencies isn't, they don't have the, the number of people to, to oversee this. So you have the ability for the design builder to come in and provide this more expertise and really assist with that in delivering uh, these projects. And uh, mainly around the complexity of projects, the, the size of projects are increasing. Uh, and as owners get more familiar, if you really look, it's a, almost a, a curve where they start with one or two projects. And as they get into delivering more and more uh, projects via design build, they really understand the process and what alignment of critical success factors are. And and I think in the transportation market in particular, they're seeing that um, to a greater extent and really reaping the benefits, if you will, of uh, of the process. Kind of success is breeding success. Absolutely. The um. I think the growth potential that you're anticipating for transportation is fairly significant too. It is. I, I would say if there is any market that I personally am optimist, uh, optimistic and excited about is transportation and just seeing 
the growth in the past several years and the use of design build across various agencies and, and transportation types it's it's exciting i get uh i enjoy seeing it i like talking to the owners to see how they've really uh, been able to be success in design build and, and their approach and strategy to the process and it's it's definitely uh, an area that continues to be a, a strong user of design build and really uh, I wouldn't say it's as we mentioned earlier it's not an alternative in some situation it's just the way they're delivering their project right and I mean I think we're, what was it thirty percent for growth um, in transportation anticipated into twenty twenty one. Yeah, so when we looked at the overall for transportation, our highway street, water, wastewater, 30% growth mm-hmm. over that 17 to 21 period. So really, really uh, strong growth moving forward. And the the water wastewater sector is certainly you know that's unique. It's always it's 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 a very different animal, and yet they have embraced design build, especially progressive design build. I mean, what are you what are you seeing for the water wastewater sector? You know, the water wastewater sector is uh, uh, an interesting one, and uh, where in the highway and street you have various agencies across the state. You have your DOT, generally a, a few airports, and then some of the municipalities. Whereas on the water waste water side there's thousands of you know water entities or wastewater ent- agencies and they're small to large and you see it used on in various areas but what has been interesting is the use of progressive design build and how far along water wastewater owners they've really come to um enjoy and appreciate the ability of progressive design build that kind of bridges the gap between your your CMGC or CMAR and design build and, and really almost a stepping stone, as, as some put it, uh, to full design build. And I think you see that just more so than any other segment across the board in, in water wastewater. And that's interesting because it's still the same kind of the same concept in the sense that you know once an once an odor becomes familiar and educated, well versed and successful, it just seems to to snowball and they continue to use it and, and grow. Versus in other sectors where it's still new and and they've never used it before, it's still you know there's almost a bridge too far if they haven't gone there yet. Certainly, and it, it really helps almost as an onboarding process that they can get familiar with. Um, the approach that you use in design build and the benefits and how to be successful at delivering those projects. And it goes from the how to con the contract administration, the selection process, where the value of the you know, technical and price components are, two phase, what how they want to uh, different selection criteria, and, and that really helps them get past that learning curve and really pushes them. Forward. And so that's why you see on the, the water wastewater side, pretty significant uh, growth in, in use of progressive design build. It really is great reading, um, particularly for an industry that has been hungry for some data. I think it's going to be extremely well received to find out that 
Uh, maybe what we've felt instinctively and in our professional guts is actually um, has come to pass. Um, and, and I think you guys did a great job in laying it all out. I, I can't wait till um, we can spread it far and wide and, and um, let the entire industry see it. If you had one takeaway, if you were you know at that cocktail party and we're trying to tell them the best thing about this research, what do you think people need to know about this particular um, collection of data? So I think it, it this particular report lays out for each of the segments in the market um, where design builds going and um, it's growing and it will continue to grow. Yep, and education, you know, I mean, it's, that's that was the core of everything that I think we've heard from the owners that you've talked to and, and that we just all know instinctively is, um, you know, when you, when you learn how to do it right and the, you do it, in our case, design, build, done right, then you're going to increase the likelihood of success. So, um, and, you know. So, yeah, I, w- I would say the education process is is key. You see a, a definite change in the the understanding and knowledge base of the benefits associated with design build just in the past three years that it is here and it's really here to stay because the o- owners in the market have under realized the benefits that that can be yielded from this process. So. I think that is really a, a key component of this this research. Well, Paul, thank you so much for this uh, quick rundown. Again, we probably could talk for an hour, but um, I think we've given everybody a really good look at, at what, what they can find when they dig into this. And thank you so much. Well, thank you, Kim. And, and this has been a, a great project, and I've enjoyed uh, working with the DBIA and hope to uh, continue on and look forward to... Uh, Um, how it's received in the market. Can you imagine just a few years ago if someone told you there'd be steady double-digit growth in design build year after year, leading to nearly half of the construction market today? This new research defines design build success today and into the future. And we look forward to sharing the full report with you online at dbia.org and at DBIA's annual conference and expo, November 7th through 9th in New Orleans. Until then, thanks for listening to Design Build Delivers.